for those who love it loud. Pantheon Podcast presents Rockin' Pod Weekend. Nashville, March 17th through the 19th. It's a rock convention featuring panels, interviews, podcasts, signing sessions, vinyl, comic books, pop culture, and collectibles. Over 50 celebrity guests, including members of Mr. Big, Tough, Great White, Keel, Winger, Accept, and Twisted Sister. Live concerts, including Rare Hair on Friday, Keel Fest 2 on Saturday, and Eric Martin's Big Acoustic on Sunday. Plus a rockin' comedy show featuring Courtney Cronin Gold, Don Jameson from That Metal Show, and Craig Gass from The Howard Stern Show, and a whole lot more. Full details at rockinpod.com. Rockin' Pod Weekend is presented by Pantheon Podcasts in association with RFK Media, Third Power Amplification, and BobbyDreyer.com. Welcome to the Sean Geek and Fast Fret and Karen B podcast. Ooh. Ooh. I'm Sean Geek. I'm Fast Fret. I'm Karen B. <laughs> and uh this week we're get everybody on board because we get a special guest that kind of fits in a little bit everywhere with all three of us. Please introduce yourself, sir. Who are you? Uh my name is Rob Brambilla. I uh I don't know what to say. I co-run, co-own, co- I don't know, co- co-pilot of 204 Comics here in Winnipeg. I like co-pilot. That's good. You should yeah. put it on the business card. I might, actually. I was thinking of doing, like, you know, like, Mongoose and uh, Maverick, you know, or was it, yeah. Was it Mongoose or just Goose? No, I can't remember. Mongoose oh, goose. is way better. It was Goose. Yeah, Mongoose. I think Mongoose is better. Yeah, actually. They're have, more dangerous. Have a cockpit with a Mongoose in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good and uh, you gotta you need a different uh, not maverick but um i don't know renegade mongoose renegade. and renegade yeah. there you go sounds like a good uh 1980s wrestling uh tag team ashley will pop off when he hears that for sure <laughs> he's a wrestling fan <laughs> oh ashley and i it's one of the first things we bonded over uh was was wrestling yeah probably our combined love of uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. He's the man. And the, ulti- and the ultimate warrior, no less. I mean, you want to see chaos uh, embodied in a human. That's, that's the person that you want to watch. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Yep, yep, definitely. He's uh, He was one of my favorites for sure. I'm a big of a bit of a wrestling mark myself. <laughs> we, I think we have one of our intros has... Uh... We did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If I had everything queued up, I would do it live, but I'll do it post. So Todd's intro will be this thing that you're not hearing right now. <laughs> what would Karen B's intro be? I have no idea. <laughs> I always feel like uh, I'm just like, I'm just here in the background. No, no, no. It's so I think tub something. What do you think? Sure. Yeah. And then uh, Rob will steal my ultimate, uh, my ultimate warrior theme. And then, Perfect. Uh, I think I'll have milk and cereal as mine. The milk and cereal song, like the uh, like from YouTube, like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. 
Holy smokes. That's a blast from the past. It's my kid's favorite song. We uh, we harmonize it in the car all the time when we're driving. Like those two those two college kids that are eating milk and cereal in the morning. I think that's that the one. one. I know G-Love and the Special Sauce, one of my favorite bands, they, they recorded it. And um, they've got like four sets of vocals and everyone's yeah. doing like the call and recall milk and cereal. Cereal and milk. Yeah. 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 Milk and stereo. Milk and stereo, stereo, stereo. Yeah, I know, I know about that song. That's a that's got to take me back about eighteen years. Holy, <laughs> I don't think it's, I've ever heard that song. No, uh, it's no, a, it's a deep dive. Yeah, well, that'll probably insert it right here. Okay, <laughs> why not? <laughs> or maybe I can find it. I don't know. It's awesome. I love G Love and the Special Sauce, and him covering that song was just like wicked. Got some great pop and bass and stuff in there. It's good. So, Rob. Yes, sir. Why the hell do you have a comic shop? Like, what, what happened there? Well, so, all for all intents and purposes, it is not my comic store. I mean, it's Ashley's comic store. I, you know, I'm co-pilot, right? So, right. Um, Ashley uh, and I have been, you know, uh, best friends for 12 years or so. And... Um, I think we can we can both kind of recall almost to the day um, sitting around at our other best friend's place and uh, having some beers late at night and just ch- chatting because we're all into comic books. Uh, man, wouldn't it be great to own a comic st- store one day? And uh, Ash had been buying and selling comics on the side for quite some time. And long story short, during the pandemic, Ashley's job became increasingly difficult due to corporate shenanigans my job became increasingly difficult due to corporate shenanigans and uh you know one thing led to another ash had enough he quit his job opened a comic store and the the i don't know with the the caveat contention that i would one day come work here uh we were hoping i would be here and within the first year i was here in the first three months so um (laughs) yeah apparently it's hard to run a comic store solo but um yeah that's that's really the the end of it so if you want to boil it all down it was a passion for us uh as we were growing up um perfect timing more or less um on the on the surface level probably not ideal timing because it was in the middle of the pandemic, but how, like, how did that work? Were you guys just doing like pickups? Um, no, we, uh, so th- it was in the, the later stages of the pandemic where folks were allowed to go out and as long as they were wearing masks and whatnot. So we had to have a reduced capacity of the shop and this and that, but for the most part, it was, we did offer store pickup and we still do if people order our, off our website, which by the by, even with two people running the store, having an online presence is no easy task, as it turns out. But um, yeah, our, our website's in <laughs> shambles at the minute because I've been busy with other stuff. But uh, no, it's it's the the whole pandemic situation wasn't too bad actually for us. Um, uh, very lucky in that regard, and we are constantly uh, pinching ourselves um, with the success that we've had over the last almost two years now. So Todd's a big fan of corporate shenanigans. Um, <laughs> we all are yeah so um is it 
I, it, it just just because we always veer off and uh, take a left turn in Albuquerque. Mm. Mm. Say, you know, I knew I should have made a left turn at Albuquerque. Um, so were the corporate shenanigans related to the pandemic at all? Was it just <laughs> the company yeah. pulling shit? Um, from what I know of Ash, like I, I won't speak necessarily about Ashley's situation, but I, I do believe he, his job became way more difficult because there was some sort of like mass layoff in Canada for his, like he, he worked for a, a very large company, as I understand it, who was doing industrial, uh, business to business supplies. So, okay. um, as a salesman, so Ashley, <clears throat> I think Ashley kind of had, a small territory and then when they laid off all these people ashley's territory grew quite large <laughs> and he had to spend like three days a week traveling rural manitoba driving around oh. you know all over the place trying to make sure that he was hitting all the different uh, truck supplies and stops and, and garages in the middle of nowhere um oh, you know he would he would oftentimes like call us up and be like man i can't i can't hang out tonight i gotta go to uh you know swan river or some i don't even know if that's a real place but it is yeah he, yeah. yeah he 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 would be like i can't i can't hang out tonight guys i'm i gotta go hang out this hotel in the middle of nowhere and uh yeah it was kind of hard on him um you know it's uh not not uh ideal situation to be away from your your home for three days a week and he was having a rough go of it so yeah, that was that was the pandemic really affected his job. And then my job, I worked in the tech industry. So during the pandemic, the tech, all the tech stuff saw this crazy economic surge, right? Okay. Everything was uh, and especially my um, the company that I worked for, they had we were basically building plugins or applications for online uh stores so if people <laughs> so for example if someone wanted to create a subscription to like i don't know let's say let's say you sold shoes on your website and you wanted to create a subscription service for shoe polish that at checkout it would ask them instead hey do you want to subscribe to this shoe polish and get a recurring order once every you know 60 days or something like that that's that little functionality of adding that that component to the sale, the subscription part of the sale. That was what my company did, and so I it blew up crazy. You know, we went from two hundred employees to five hundred employees very rapidly. Everyone was work from home, um, but the the goofiness of office politics, and you know, I would have my boss come to me and be like, "Hey." who are the worst two people on your team? And I would say, <laughs> nobody. Why would I have a team yeah. of bad yeah. people? Like, come on. And then he'd say, who are the two least good then? And I'd say, okay, well, if you're making me choose, I guess it's this guy and that guy. And then those two guys would get fired. So oh, wow. um, it's that's, just, you know, that's, that's not crazy. a good good place to be in. And there was a lot, a lot of other crazy stuff that went on for me. But um yeah, it just it all was a perfect storm for us. But the pandemic, uh, this is the most convoluted answer. The pandemic very uh, affected us greatly. It's so strange because like I think like the world just like, I don't know, broke right during the pandemic. Like people yeah. have been working the same jobs for like many, many years. Pandemic hits and then the bosses or whatever management just like went haywire. And um, I don't know, just didn't know what to do. <laughs> 
Yeah, that that's more or less what happened with us. Um, there was a lot of behavior that I saw coming from people that were otherwise very stable, and mm-hmm. it just I th- I honestly think that a lot of people felt like it was sort of a brush with death, and it's just kind of something changed in their head a lot of folks and uh made them act differently i mean even look at me and ashley like the two of us were like nope not doing this anymore like this is this is enough like we'll go do something that we're happy about and you know Mm -hmm. we'll go do something that we love instead of being a a slave to the corporate overlord as it was the (laughs) man (laughs) yes the man uh (laughs) but yeah we we got out so um i i was in my industry for almost five years um maybe a little bit longer and ashley i think ash was at his job for a decade or something like that when he left too so it was we had careers like it wasn't Mm -hmm. you know we were there for five minutes Mm -hmm. um it was it was a big deal so it must have been pretty scary when it was either like okay well i've got this income coming in now (laughs) so now we go to the combat bookstore and they say well you don't usually turn a profit until you know after so much time and then the pandemic and around and and yeah and how and how is the pandemic going to affect the business type thing so you're you're kind of dropping everything starting something new in the middle of a time that was kind of a little uncertain so that uh there must have been a lot of thought in that when uh when you guys actually did finally pull the trigger yeah i mean um like ashley it was really his decision i i ashley's wife probably pushed him uh to to do it more than more than anyone and then me you know me and my other best friend uh mike he we both were telling ash like dude this is your shot like this is your opportunity and i told him straight up like i would i would quit my job tomorrow and come work at the comic store and make it work like i know i'm not when am i ever gonna have another opportunity to go work with my best friend for you know any amount of time mm-hmm. doing something i love right so i had to do it and um there That's was awesome. that and yeah there was uncertainty for sure we we were kind of worried about how things would go but truthfully the local comic book community has put this place on its back and carried it it's uh you know, we've done a lot of the heavy lifting we've made a good store ourselves and we've we with the blueprint for the shop was really what what don't we like about other comic stores? What do we like about other comic stores? And let's just, you know, neglect, uh, don't do the things that that suck and, you know, keep everything that's great. Um, and really, it turned out for us to be a, a great recipe. Um, mm-hmm. People come in all the time and say, it's a nice store. It's got good lighting. It's all organized, clean generally. <laughs> you know, it's, it. We've, we've done what we can to make a nice shop here. But the local comic community, they've been buying and selling comics to and from Ashley for almost 10, 15 years on the side. Like Ashley didn't, it, it's, it wasn't a, a blind leap of faith. Um, it was a calculated risk for sure, but we knew that there would be a, a big chunk of the local community that would come in and help us out at least get started. But we've got quite a large customer base for a, a little shop uh, that's hard to find. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah and uh it, they've done they've done everything for us so and we're not you know we we will never forget about that that is in part why we do so many deals why we do customers uh appreciation month we just wrapped up here and 
um why we do events like we just did a screening of ant-man and the wasp um so i mean yeah we oh it went great yeah it was it was um people like getting free tickets to movies so no 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 one's complaining (laughs) after getting a free ticket so people might say "Ah, i wasn't my favorite movie but um yeah the two the two movies we've done screenings for were eternals and and am and the wasp oh, no. both, both times people were like yeah it was okay it was not bad and then like two weeks later they're like man that movie sucked um but uh anyway to to answer the the, the whole general question there um yeah the, there was some risk but because we have like a very um i guess like loyal um customer base i don't even like to call people customers really i i prefer to call them guests because it's i don't care if someone comes in here and buys nothing or if they buy a a thousand dollar book like that it obviously i like the money but at the same time and i have a different philosophy on on all that than you know a lot of places historically have with uh comic book sales so um, oh yeah i yeah i could tell you some stories of some some places that aren't around that went out of business uh quite a number of years ago yeah sure very <laughs> bad experiences at many places and honest yeah. comic factory was the first shop i'd gone to where wow he's actually a great guy he's actually a nice guy and i can actually talk comics with him it was the first place yeah. i went to that was like that absolutely yeah comic factory was a good one um you know it, even still today like i like i used to shop at galaxy before um Mm -hmm. the store opened so yeah they're just they're just not really that focused on comics currently but um man it's it's been crazy it's been a great two years for us uh it was a calculated risk but everything worked out and uh the shop has not lost money so we have been profitable for the last two years as far as i know Unless Ashley's fudging the numbers and I'm in big trouble. <laughs> was this your for, was this your first choice for uh your location or no, no, it definitely wasn't. So um this was probably like the fifth choice or something like that. We um one so I was still at my tech job. Ashley had left his job and was selling comics out of his garage while he was looking for a retail location. And uh I mean he he tried to get a bunch of places like, you know, uh, you know, on, on, uh, at the, at the end of grant where it meets Pemina, yeah. um, there's that little like strip mall there where there's like the Smitty's and the gas station. I think there's yep. Tim Hortons there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we were trying to get in that little strip mall. There was a vacant, uh, retail space and they just like, they just didn't want to uh, approve us for it. They were like, you're a new business. Um, we can basically get paid to have this space by the government. Like we're not really going to take a chance on you guys. Uh, long story short, at least that's what we figure. Um, but they, they declined us and they, um, I think there's like a head shop there now, like a weed store or something like that. But yeah, okay. there's one, like in, one on every two right blocks. Away. Right. Yeah, there's almost more seven, more of those in seven 11s now. There are, even might be no, actually. No, I think there is. Yeah. There's more yeah. for sure. Um, so this was the current location was definitely not the first choice, but it ended up being, it, it, it's been pretty good. It until honestly, until this year when the building started shifting in the springtime, because all the, 
rain we had um mm-hmm. in the in the early in the in the early in 2022 it damaged the building quite a lot and just <laughs> it was do you have water damage time. oh man it was so there was a day where after it had rained for pretty well like a month i would say um we're sitting in here and you just hear this loud pop and i'm like what the it sounded like a gunshot went off in here and it i'm pretty sure it was just us and one one or two of our guests in the shop here and um the drywall had burst because the ground had the floor had heaved upwards and it put so much pressure on the drywall that it just burst outwards (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then the whole the whole front side of our our shop started basically warping and the ceiling tiles were falling out or like once a day or something like that for a couple weeks straight oh, um no pretty broken much windows out of that surprisingly wow. i was i was honestly i was waiting for a window to just shatter yep um there was the window frame itself had warped so bad that the bottom part of the window frame actually started jutting out about uh four or five inches from the actual wall and it was unattached so it was like a wooden spike like you know like it was a stake like we have kids that run by this window all the time um in the shop here and i'm calling the the people who run the the building management here and i'm like guys i'm gonna see like a buffy the vampire slayer incident right here like we (laughs) i don't want to see a child get staked so let's uh let's do something about this and they were pretty good about it after they came down and and looked at all the damage but um the shop still like they've done some repairs but they won't be able to fix uh the the ongoing problems until they take everything out of this place and basically redo it all it's just the way the building was built they didn't uh they cut a couple of corners to save some money, and now it is uh, coming back to bite everyone who is here. But so, anyway. is Ash's Garage available for when you guys get a move out temporarily, or while they do that work? Or <laughs> that well, they pretty much asked us like, well, the the building management more or less told us like we're just not going to do that until we have to. So oh. if it gets worse this year, then I guess we'll figure it out. But um, the parking lot use the parking lot for like oh my gosh speaking of the parking lot actually it's funny that you mentioned that because after all this stuff started happening in the store here we're frantically calling the building manager like you guys got to come fix this this is crazy like let's get something done here and then like two weeks go by they come send people down here to look at it everything yada yada they go you know okay it'll be this long it'll be that long they got guys with ground penetrating radars looking at see how much water's in the ground and all this they they dug a six foot deep hole in the corner of the store to see like how much i don't know anyway so that's all going on and then a sinkhole opens up in the parking lot and like (laughs) it's like a car-sized sinkhole because apparently it's uh beside this building that's like you know, if you look out from our shop, there's yep. this other building that's right there. Uh, mm-hmm. It was right beside that building, and it was in the parking lot. And apparently, a a pipe had burst at some point, or it was leaking, or something uh, inside of the ground under the parking lot surface. And it had the all the rain and everything that happened just made the ground too moist, so it just sunk. Um, and it would it would have swallowed a car for sure. It wasn't super deep, but it was still like it happened very quickly. <laughs> wow. 
Um, so it was chaos for a little while here, and it was most assuredly uh, not a stress-free environment. I'll tell you that for free. But uh, we got through it. And, I mean, now that everything's frozen for the minute, um, no problems, you know? Uh, oh, and also, actually, we had no heat in here for uh, a week or so. Um, that was a fun time, too. What the hell did you do? Well, we yelled at the building management, and they said, yep, <laughs> yep, we'll uh, figure something out. And then they came and put a space heater in here for us. So it worked out. But you know what? Everything's fine. Everything's yeah. peachy. Yeah. yeah. We got through it all. Well, all the drama is actually behind us. Everything's good these days. So no complaints for the minute. Wow. Yeah, it's it been gives... a saga. <laughs> well, it gives you some stories to tell. Definitely... Yeah, I've found out that um, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know. Oh, and yeah. I hate I hate being a squeaky wheel, but sometimes you have to be. And yeah, it, for sure. It really quite. Uh, I almost see this as like a Clerks type movie where you and Ash running around frantically, sinkholes popping up. <laughs> How often supposed you... to work today? Yeah. How often do you get to say that you 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 witness a sinkhole? Just yeah, come out of I, nowhere well, to be within fair, your workspace. I didn't see it happen. And I didn't see the drywall happening, but I saw the drywall I heard, and I was legitimately worried for a minute that someone had a like a weapon in here. I'm like, what the hell is that? But um the sinkhole, I came I, I parked my car there in the morning and then I came out at night and there's a about a four foot wide sinkhole and it's you know that's weird uh we call the place and they're like oh yeah we'll send someone down to look at it and then the next day it's a six foot wide sinkhole and there's you know it's it's got pylons around it to make sure no one <laughs> steps foot in there or whatever but crazy it was it was madness so um, the yes. news people so are where missing did the, where did the mole man emerge like the, from the sinkhole oh. or <laughs> yes it is i the great mole man Welcome to my kingdom of subterranea. We don't talk about mole man. <laughs> <laughs> this seems uh, like a was... superhero fight inside your place, man. Yeah. So listen, uh, there, there's a reason I have such a large stature. I'm a muscle. I'm a man who's <laughs> got to take care of the bad guys. And Ash is up. the mouth, I think. No, it's actually, I think, the other way around. Like, Ashley's pretty, you know, wiry and... He'll get you, but I'm, yeah. you know, I'm the mouth. I'll say the the mean things to people. Hey, <laughs> your hair doesn't look good today. And I'll let them know. <laughs> All right, <laughs> nice. Oh man, yeah. it's picture day. Make sure you comb your hair. <laughs> I said um, that to a guy in the shop the other day, a, a man who was bald. I said to him, "Take care, brush your hair." And then I realized I said that to him. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I felt very bad for it. <laughs> Call me his eyebrows. Yeah, it was a regular too. It was like a regular who's also a police officer. So I was like, I'm gonna get a ticket. Uh, I know I am. Yeah. Wait, a regular who's a police officer? I might actually know this guy. There's like nine of them. Like for some reason, police officers love comics, and it's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. So, uh, all this being said, you're a fan of comics, all this sort of stuff. What What did you? Yeah grow up on like what was the the book or the the hero or the group well, what was your big one um i'm i don't 
really know, to be honest with you. Like I always loved the flash. I thought the flash to like, to me, the flash was, it was cool. He could move so fast. You know, I remember probably when I was like eight, eight years old or something like that. I remember my, having this conversation with one of my uncles and he's like, would you rather be the slowest man, but the most powerful man or the fastest and, uh, and weak. And I always thought, well, man, I take the super speed. It's so much more useful. Like, what am I going to do? Carry stuff. You're right. I get to point A to point B in a, in a flash. I'm easy. Yeah. Um, and so I just thought being super fast was the best thing ever. And then and I gravitated towards the flash um, for quite a long time. But, you know, growing up, uh, there was I didn't really collect comics until I was probably in my in my late teens, I would say. But I was aware of them. And I grew up in a home where my my stepdad had uh, he had like a a wardrobe. And in the wardrobe, he had like this bottom drawer of his wardrobe was just the most unorganized pile of comics. And I'm talking like hundreds of comics were in this thing. Uh, I read, I think almost all of them and he had everything, you know, uh, it was mostly Marvel, but he had like Conan. Uh, he had a lot of X-Men. He had, um, what else? He had uh secret wars. Like, you know, he kind of had the more popular stuff um, from when he was growing up. And I, I read a lot of that, but, on TV and whatnot, we didn't have as much superhero related stuff um, in terms of live action. So I grew up watching like Saturday morning cartoons, which would have been like X-Men. Yep. Um, and I was, I was big, I guess I was kind of big fan of the X-Men. I really like Gambit and, and from the X-Men. I really like Rogue. I thought Rogue was just awesome. Yep. Um, outside of that, you know, I didn't really hit my stride with superheroes until probably my my late teens early 20s yeah but but flash was like my my boy and i still love the flash i like the idea that a character from the comic books like because you you saw all the time characters would die and come back yeah. and it was just you know superman right everyone everyone knows the death of superman he's dead for like a month in, of real life time and then he's back and it's like okay man like how come you got a mullet in a black suit now um yeah. but Barry Allen dies for like almost 30 real life years outside of the universe. Right. He's gone from like the end of what is it? A crisis on infinite earth or something like yeah. that. He's gone for <clears throat> 30 real life years, uh, more or less. I, I believe uh, he shows up a few times as like a speed force ghost or something like that. But uh, the mantle gets passed to Wally West. And for me, I just thought there was something beautiful about, a character being dead and at the time he was not back but nowadays you know everyone knows barry yeah. allen is yeah. but yeah he was my favorite flash so i just i like this this guy because he sacrificed himself so did you I like wally cool. as well or no uh wally to me was more like kind of like the he was like the diet coke you know what i mean it's like <laughs> yeah sometimes like yeah sure sometimes i want a dc but i'm i'm okay with uh I'm okay with just the regular Coke for me. Of course, there's also Jay Garrick and then uh, Bart Bart Allen, but yeah. they're whatever. Uh, for me, it was always it was always Barry Allen for me, no questions. Um, Wally's cool and all, but eh. I'm actually uh, reading right now from from Alex from Karen's husband. He uh, lent me the 75th anniversary hardcover Flash 
thing. So it's covering everything right from like the first appearance of Jay Garrick all the way to when Barry Allen shows up and yeah, the first time Wally West shows up and just going through all those old comics and the old art and the old writing styles and stuff. And Mm -hmm. that book was innovative. Like it, it, it broke the fourth wall uh, as well, which was really, really interesting because they kept talking about, Oh, Gardner Fox. Hey, you know, I, I read his comics growing up. Like this is the new flash like Barry Allen saying that. And it's like, I don't know. It did a lot of weird, weird stuff, like weirder than like Batman or Superman did. Yeah. It, cool. it was the flash. You know, some people give a flash a hard time. Like what's your superpower power? You, you can run fast like that. Okay, man. But I mean, you could boil down everybody's superpower pretty much to something that sounds stupid. Like yeah. what's Batman's oh, yeah. superpower money. Okay. Like yeah. what you know, it's not never mind his genius intellect or you know the fact that he knows every martial art or whatever. But um, with the Flash, yeah, is he? It was in a lot of cases because he's a you know forensic detective or whatever, forensic scientist. He ends up trying to solve mysteries, um, oftentimes, and then he's in. He's got his own rogues gallery and quite an extensive rogues gallery at that. Definitely. You know, as I was going to say that on. was my favorite in my comic books. Um, when I was younger, when I got into comic books, I think I was more into what's the zany villain of this like series uh, yeah. because uh, the Flash has like um, like a weather wizard and yeah, well, um, the, the... the Flash has the rogues right, and there's right, like right. six guys or something like that. Yeah, uh, and I mean the team always changes up what those right. those guys, but I always say like maybe it's because I watched too much Batman growing up, but um, I I've always said that like heroes are only as good as their villains. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a good set of villains, you can't really sell a character as a hero. And to be on- quite honest with you, going back to what I was saying earlier, about Batman and the wasp, that was my problem with the movie. I didn't really didn't land with me. Cause I wouldn't, I didn't really buy the villain that much. It's like, yeah, I, you know, it's what it is. Which, yeah. which villain though? Kang or okay, yeah, Kang. I don't want to Was spoil anything because I don't know how many times how many of yeah. you folks have seen the sh- the movie or whatever. But yeah. for me, it just Kang didn't land for me. I was I was expecting more. Maybe I have too high of expectations. I don't know, but yeah, it wasn't really well. They built big. themselves up to be uh you know yeah this big this is going to be a big movie turning point of uh you know this new phase it's and a civil then, war yeah. Then you saw that I, and you're like oh okay. I think Guardians is going to be a better movie, to be honest. But what do I know? I'm just a guy well, in a see. comic store. So uh, <laughs> you're uh, you're talking about doing the movie uh, premiere stuff. Mm-hmm. So just for your information, there's a great movie that you're going to be able to do uh, promotion with with the store. Uh, they are making a Morbius too. So if you want to continue on the train of movies that aren't very good, <laughs> uh, you could do Morbius too. I think that'd be a great. Is it actually happening still? Like uh, I-, I don't know. You've got to think that they would have clued into the meme, right? They'd be like, no one actually. <laughs> well, they re after the meme came out, they re released the movie. They put oh, yeah, it back I heard in about theaters that. and it made like seven bucks. I, I heard that uh, Jared Leto was also like, you know, doing some sort of he like recorded himself reading a script that said Morbius 2, it's Morbin time or something like that on the floor. He like took a picture oh, of it or something like it's just just ridiculous, you know. Um, I watched that movie in theaters, I'll have you know. <laughs> morbius did you really yeah my so my girlfriend is uh probably the nicest person on on the planet i would say and she has 
I think I've only ever watched like two or three movies with her and we've watched hundreds of movies together. We've been dating for almost 10 years now. So um, there's only been two or three that she's been like, that was a bad movie. And she did not say that about Morbius. She oh. was like, I'm very interested to know where they're going with this. And I'm like, you are <laughs> out of your mind. Like, what is going on here? Um, but, you know, it's uh, that was not a great film, in my opinion. Um, it is what it is, though. I still haven't seen it. I've been putting it off. You're not it's, missing much. Yeah, it's not a not a fun watch. Well, it it's kind of fun. I don't know. I think it's dated, you know, had it come out like, you know, earlier on. I think it would have been delayed like seven times or something crazy. Like, yeah, but I mean, like delayed by like 10 years, you know, when like the first superhero movie came out, this is probably would be like around around the the time of Blade or something. It would probably would have been better. It probably would have. Yeah. One of the weirdest parts of that movie is the post credit scene. There's, yeah, there was no connection. Yeah. There's, they tried. They they basically had Michael Keaton show up as the vulture. Sorry to spoil it for you here, mm-hmm. guys. That's but mm-hmm. uh, Keaton shows up as the vulture and and says like, "Hey, uh, you know, what's up?" Basically, and Morbius is like, mm, "Yeah, I guess I'll go with you or whatever." It's like the stupidest <laughs> yeah. thing in the world, and it's like, like you really want to get this whole Sinister Six thing started, hey? Eh? Like, okay, guys, the All worst, right. the worst sales pitch. Yeah, it, it's basically no a nothing. There's it, it. There's almost no reason for it to happen. In fact, there is really no reason for it to happen. It's one of those like meta things where if you're in the know that they're trying to make a Sinister Six movie, you're like, oh, this kind of makes sense. But at the same time, in in universe, these two people would never know each other. Like it's so unnatural. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, it's probably Peter or something, right? Like they just like they're in this Morbius movie. Not once was Peter Parker mentioned, yeah. and there's no hint of you know, and nothing points to Peter Parker, and all of a sudden they're like, "No, we're we're gonna go after Peter Parker." We're like, "What?" Like, yeah, Morbius doesn't know him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They uh, there is a Felicia Hardy or Black Cat, I should say, Easter egg in that movie though, which is a pretty cool little detail. I think there's like a newspaper that says something about like black cat thief steals treasure or something like that on on the newspaper and i was like oh that's exciting uh but check mark yeah that's as that's as excited as i got in the whole movie so now they're but they're doing another spider-verse movie too right they're doing um um madam web is it a olivia munn like directing it or something or something like that no olivia wilde olivia wilde but she is not directing She's directing Spider Woman. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, but apparently, Sydney Sweeney, who was in the show Euphoria, she is going to play Spider Woman in the Madam Web show. Apparently, this is what the latest rumors are. I don't know how if you follow the rumor mill too much, but oh, it's kind of my job. Um, the the she's supposed to be Spider Woman in the show. No connection. It sounds like to the Spider Woman in olivia wilde's movie hmm. very interesting disorganized or <laughs> intentional it, well there's multiple spider women you know yeah there's so jessica which, drew yeah which so which spider woman is this movie supposed to be i have no idea i'm not gonna lie about it i just know there's multiple and i only know one of their names i think i think it's jessica drew jessica drew yeah 
Yeah. I'm doing Elseworld stuff now. <laughs> I mean, hey, why not? Everything needs yeah. to have a multiverse, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The best, I, I think, well, Karen and I are in agreement and, and, and Todd will just nod and say yes. But the best <laughs> multiverse movie was uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. No, one's... I've not seen it. I want to watch it. I've not seen it yet. I heard about Doctor that movie. Strange first. Just I watched so... Doctor Strange. Yeah, Wait, and, and then I... watch that after. And then compare Doctor the two. Strange. I tell you what, that was a film. It had a beginning, a middle, and an end. <laughs> yeah. And that's about all that I have to say about that. I'm not a Sam Raimi fan. Like, I don't like Sam Raimi. I never liked Sam Raimi's style. And yeah. that movie has so many Sam Raimi tropes of oh, his yeah. own, like, kind of goofy style. Right. I don't know. I just, it just, I, and didn't I think, think those are like the best one. part of the movies because people who like Sam Raimi, they're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, this is exciting, right? But then, yeah. like, when you think about is the story good? And you're like, I don't remember. Like, you know, yeah. Sam Raimi parts are very memorable. It's, uh, it was a movie, it was a yep. film. Mm-hmm. Here's an observation. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And I, and I just triggered it when you said Spider Woman. Do you notice, and it's just an observation, it's it's nor good nor bad, it's no, no comment. I'm just noticing that a lot of shows, uh, a lot of superheroes like the Hulk also now has a female version of the Hulk, just as you're, you're talking with Spider-Man or Spider-Woman. Um, do you see more of this coming out with other, like, uh, I think there's even Superman or Superwoman or Supergirl now, isn't there? Yep. So, so do you see a trend of, of, of this uh, just kind of opening up the, the floodgates to uh, a, a bigger, uh, just just, just kind of opening it up to... Yeah, I'm, for me, I mean, this is, it's the same thing that happened with the comics, you know, um, Spider-Woman, Supergirl, those characters have existed for 60 years, right? It's, it's uh, not anything new there. I think that having the um characters show up in the modern media of television and and film is important because those characters need to exist in my opinion they they should they have wonderful stories many of them mm-hmm. um unfortunately sometimes the stories are executed extremely poorly uh, in in film especially look at wonder woman 1984 probably one of the worst superhero movies i've Mm -hmm. seen uh heartbreaker for me because it's based on a comic largely based on a comic that i really really love um the omac project and and maxwell lord and how she kills maxwell lord at the end of that book crazy story but uh they've just botched it for the movie a little too dark for movies i suppose but um yeah, I think that it's important to have these characters show up, not only because of their legacies and what they represent, but who it who it gets into the hobby, uh, who it gets into the culture and whatnot as well is extremely important because comics and nerd culture, let's call it geek culture, I don't know what you want to call it. Um, it's for everybody, in my opinion, and it makes the most sense to bring these characters in to give everyone something, you know, having Mm. Supergirl show up, having Wonder Woman show up, you know, some little girl is going to go and watch that movie and be inspired and go on to be the next Gail Simone or Becky Mm -hmm. Cloonan or someone like that. Right. And that continues the whole 
the whole thing. And there's a tremendous amount of short-sighted individuals who are a very vocal minority that will tell you, you know, uh, that, that these characters don't need to exist. We're making the MCU now, blah, blah, blah. Oh, um, God, yeah. And it is a colossal eye roll from me because it is like, well, go open a comic from 1965 and shut your damn mouth. That's uh, pretty mm-hmm. much what I will say Ooh. about those situations. Well said. I've got yeah. I've got two two girls. Yeah, I've got a sixteen right. year old myself. Okay, so in my house, Ms. Marvel, yeah, Captain Marvel, She Hulk, you name it. Like that is huge in my household, and yeah, I'm always it, trying to make sure that there's like lots of like nice, great comic book role models like to go after, and. You know, uh, like I, I I'd mentioned this before, Captain Britain is now uh, Betsy Braddock. I'm yep. ecstatic over that. And honestly, you know, now that, you know, now that the run, there, there's been a decent run of, of Betsy as Captain Britain. And I, I, I worry that they're going to, okay, yeah, we'll go back to Brian Braddock. We'll make him a guy again. I don't want that to happen because she's done a way better job than Brian Braddock ever did. She's better sure. at the job. Yeah, it's a it's like this this conversation is one that I don't know. I uh I when I was when I had my my kid and as she's grown up um you know, I thought a lot about what kinds of fictional characters would I want her to pay attention to and what kind of let's call them fictional role models would I like her to have and I thought about when I was a kid, there were, I didn't really pay any attention to the female characters um, because I was, I just, that was just what I, you know, I saw muscly Cyclops and, and uh, Wolverine uh, and, you know, a lot of bravado and anger in the characters I grew up on. But the, the female characters when I was growing up were most frequently, I would say damsels in distress Mm-hmm. They're very rarely powerful um, characters that can do their own thing and really uh, hold their own. In some cases, maybe like, you know, look at Jean Grey, right? She's the Phoenix. Oh, yeah. She has her moment in the sun. But by and large, if you watch the X-Men cartoon, she's she's the middle of a love triangle. Um, mm-hmm. She's always, you know, in, in distress one way or the other. I thought it was kind of peculiar. So I specifically sought out characters and storylines and, and, you know, novels and books that I would give to my, my daughter that were more focused on, uh, on having a strong role model for her to, to pay attention to. But I'll, I'll be honest, like this, this particular topic is one that always infuriates me because I have inevitably heard, um, 65 year old men come into the store and complain that there's too many female characters in the comics and Mm -hmm. the movies and it is laughable to me Mm -hmm. and i get upset about it because uh from where i'm sitting it's like well buddy guess who's gonna keep buying comics in 25 years it's not going to be you. You will be a skeleton. And I, and like your opinion doesn't matter. So um, it is one well, like the same guy who will come in here. I li- uh, This is a true story. And 
I hope he hears it because this guy's a rat <laughs> bastard. But this guy came in here and he he's someone who's been in the hobby for quite some time. He's been buying and selling comics for years. This guy comes in here, sits down on a chair, literally can't. He's too, too tired to stand. So he asked me for a chair. Hey, you got a chair? Yeah, <laughs> sure, man. Give him a chair. He sits down, starts whining about how they don't make characters like they used to in the comics. <laughs> and I'm like, here we, here we go. Um, so he gets on his thing. He's like, yeah, they just don't make characters. Like, I mean, you remember, you know, you know, red Sonya. I'm like the, the woman who wears a chainmail bikini into combat. Yeah. What about her? And he's like, Oh, they don't draw, they don't draw characters like that anymore. Nope. And they should, they really should. And I'm like, dude, I have a child who like you think that that that's okay to show a young girl um you know this is what you should aspire to be this is how you be the hero in the story this is how you should dress yeah wear a chainmail bikini in this and it's not to say that it's inherently wrong to show somebody that but if that's the only thing you show them that's the only time you show a character in power or in the lead role is they're essentially wearing nothing like remember that movie that kira knightley did like 20 years ago where she, it was she's like a barbarian who's just wearing like a leather strap for armor and it's like what so this guy's complaining in here about all this <laughs> and then he's talking about how there's too much focus on inclusion and that it's disingenuous and they shouldn't have all these characters because they don't they don't uh you know, they're it's not real. Basically, they're they're doing it to uh, check a box instead of you know <laughs> telling a story that matters. And he's saying they don't make comics that they used to. They got all these all these things in the comics that shouldn't be there. Blah blah blah. Um, gets on the whole topic of trans people and this and that. And oh, I have Lord. a young trans person in the store while he is oh, on his God. little soapbox. Are you serious? And I'm like, dude. I'm like, okay, man, like that's, that's enough. And so <laughs> what am I supposed to do? You know, I, I don't want to foster an environment where someone feels unwelcome. Uh-huh. Sure. And this, and then, you know, I just let this guy talk. I'm like, cool, man. Yeah. I think I said, that's crazy about 19 times in our conversation because I don't, you know, I'm like, Oh, that's crazy, man. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Um, you know, I just kept saying it until he got the point. Um, I'm not going to be, you know, rude to somebody outright unless they truly deserve it. And this is just an old man running his stupid mouth. So um, I, this young person in the store, though, has not been back since then. And I feel oh. bad about it because they probably felt like I wasn't an ally to them in that situation. And maybe I could have done more, truly. Um, There's really just the two of them in that shop. And I, I feel very bad about that situation. But this this mindset is very toxic in our community. And it's huge it, in our community. It, and it does you know there's when i have this this conversation with people um who are willing to listen uh, you know uh, to the other argument the opposite side i just point back to like i always say comics are just a reflection of the current time you know it's they've always been that way look at the x-men you know you think the x-men were just jim lee sitting around thinking like what would be cool Uh, a bunch of guys with special powers (laughs) (laughs) all those characters that jim that that sorry not jim lee stanley uh created they're all they're all based on you know things that were going on you got inspired by events and people exactly whatever yeah yeah they're literally an allegory for jewish people who are oppressed and it's like (laughs) yep 
How, and Tolkien write the Lord of the Rings well. He was in the war in the trenches, right? Yeah, like he, yeah. You know, you get inspired by what's happening around you. Exactly. And so I have all these 60-year-old men who whine that they don't make them like they used to, but they don't see the fact that they're making them exactly like they used to. And it's frustrating, mm -hmm. very, very frustrating um, to deal with. And that is uh, the plight of a comic store owner. So did he, did he have a, he didn't have a hat that said make comics uh, great again. Great no, again? he did no. not. No, but, <laughs> okay. uh, like I said, he's a, he's a rat bastard, that guy. And um, yeah, the, uh, the person who, who was in the shop has, I've not seen them for a minute now. So well, they might've come through on the day off or something. They honestly didn't really seem bothered by the whole thing. I'm sure they heard it a million times, but um, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and really like, I've always said um, on every every public platform that every, everyone's welcome in the store. Like you have, I don't care who you are, what you do in your life, you're welcome in here. But the minute you start, you know, being shitty to people, not that's not my tempo. Um, and quite I'm frankly, not... th those are the thing, the reasons why you know not a lot of women go to a comic book store. Like the yeah, primary yeah, reason why I don't go to comic book stores <laughs> often. Like you guys happen to just be down the street. Like we picked this area again. Also, not our first choice for a house, but then uh, mm. we picked this area and we we're like, oh, if there's a comic book store at the end of the street, perfect. Um, and uh, I can't remember the last time I actually stepped foot in a comic book store. Probably like five years or something, just because you know just like weird experiences in a comic book store or, you know, yeah. just me and another old, it's always an older guy. And it's like, you know, it's just me and him walk in the door and guy makes a comment. It's like, Oh yeah. This comic book store brings like, you know, nice women, like sexy women in like this. Yeah. The comic book. And it was just like, Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, Obviously some... I'm ignoring you, but like, I just don't know what you want me to do at this point. I've seen those kinds of situations unfold at the shop here where, you know, there's someone will make a comment while there's, you know, some guy will bring his girlfriend in with them and someone will say like, oh, weird to see a girl in the comic store. And it's like, just shut up, man. Like, like Keep your thoughts to yourself. At the yeah. Are just like, like what, what are you trying to accomplish with that comment? Yeah, it's, you know? it's very well. I mean, this is the thing about the hobby is it attracts a lot of people who are mm -hmm. socially outcast because it's a, it's a hobby that you don't need to interact with people to, to yeah, enjoy, yeah. right? You can read the books online. You could read them physically, uh, whatever. Coming to the shop, though, when you maybe aren't the most socially adjusted person, sometimes can create some very, uh, let's call them interesting situations. But like I said, every now and again, there's one, especially around the topic of inclusion and who, mm -hmm. you know, uh, female characters or trans characters showing up um, where things just get, stupid and mm -hmm. uh it is my it it makes me extremely irritated every time that something like this happens um at the same time it also makes me irritated when they are just taking because there are shows or like stories that are just like too in your face you know what i mean oh, like yeah, they're just sure. like i am literally just checking a box we're just saying all the you yeah. know oh you yeah know, yeah keywords or magic words yeah, I'm just yeah. doing these and then like they can't hate me because um, you know, I've said the words and if they hate those words, if they hate us, then you know, they're also hating all these people that we've mentioned. And I was like, that's not how that works, right? Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh reactionary 
uh, out, I like to say it's like casual outrage, you know, mm-hmm. people, people just being mad for the sake of being mad about stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, it's really not accomplishing anything. Uh, there's also, like you said, sometimes boxes are just being checked. Um, mm-hmm. Marvel, as much as they are the golden child, if you will, of the modern comic scene, they oftentimes are putting out, you know, they have a run of books called Marvel Voices, where it's very focused on a particular group of people, whether it's um, a specific culture or it's generally it's generally people of uh, certain nationalities. So they'll mm-hmm. say like, um, I don't know, point is they don't really put they they give a lot of opportunities to new and upcoming talent, but they won't throw like some established person onto the book oftentimes and yeah. or or they just have a minor writing credit when they do and because it's an anthology book and so in those situations it's frustrating for me because the stories that people are asking for aren't getting a big name attached right. to them and it's hard to sell them to people who you know don't care or are otherwise disillusioned or disenfranchised with that type of situation so yeah, like as as a as a woman like when I'm on the opposite. Like I'm looking for like female characters. And so when they would like put out like, let's say like She-Hulk. Um, and I know they struggled at the beginning because they're always going to be um, like a female counterpart of, you know, the Hulk. And they always struggle a little bit um, to find the voice. Um, but now that there's like so many stories written, like you said, they've been around for 60 years. There's lots of like really good storylines that um, unfortunately don't get shown on the big screen like you know Wonder Woman um, first movie amazing yeah. second mm-hmm. movie I don't know what happened and then um, you know if you hate on the movie they're like oh you hate women now because you know you don't like this and we're like, like it was an awful movie, movie yeah <laughs> yeah there were some problems with that movie but hey I mean you can always make more apparently so yeah, yeah. well then there's uh, always the other the other side saying see see a, a female character yeah. In, in a movie like Wonder Woman 84, it's a horrible movie. Don't make any more female-led movies. Like, yeah. no, no, no. That's not how that no. works. It's the writing, right? Yeah. yeah, writing. And I mean, the writing oftentimes is the problem. Uh, or, mm-hmm. or honestly, it seems more, to be honest, it seems more like people who don't understand the source material Correct. are yeah. making bad judgment calls. And people who are uninspired or don't know yeah. the material because they're just going to make, again, like a female counterpart of, of whatever and uh the thing that i hate seeing nowadays in like movies and uh and tv shows is that um strong women characters that they want to portray within no background <laughs> no story nothing to mm. latch on and it's just like hard for me to like you know relate to them like like again like i watch a movie I'm like hey these are the female characters what's your thing and um and it's like not giving me anything and you want mm-hmm. people to love them but how if you're not giving people anything to kind of i don't know connect to yeah no it's there's not not a lot of substance there mm-hmm. um i mean really it is a weird a weird problem that we haven't been able to figure it out for mm-hmm. or i say we but i'm not involved with it it's <laughs> hollywood and uh other creatives in the world haven't been able to really bring many um female characters or trans characters or colors uh sorry people of um colors or or races that you you know aren't in the spotlight if you will Mm -hmm. they haven't been able to bring them to the forefront and have them share 
that level of spotlight as Batman or Superman yeah. or something like that. It's always like, ah, you're like the kind of like B-list character. And that's that's yeah, a hard a hard thing to, to yeah, fix. Poison Ivy, such a beautiful character. <laughs> in exactly. the comic books, Uma Thurman, overly cheesy in the movies. So sure. like, uh, you know, it's just like kind of hard to, um, how will people like her or how will people like analyze her if she's going to yeah. be like that? Well, we have The Flash movie coming out soon and oh yeah we we did see in the trailer two versions of supergirl so mm-hmm. who knows maybe mm-hmm. maybe they'll solve the puzzle at that point in time i hope but, so uh, I, I have very low expectations for that movie <laughs> the trailer the way, looks good but it does but there's I'll, a track I'll record here yes uh, a little bit of a too many cooks in the kitchen kind of situation mm-hmm. i think yeah. going on with old dc Films, and I don't know but, if it's a hey. uh, post James Gunn, right? Like we don't know if uh, more editing happened after that. We just know that um, James Gunn loves the movie. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing Listen, we know. I, James it. Gunn has you take a you take a group of characters like the Guardians of the Galaxy and you make them household names. Mm-hmm. Props to you. You yeah. know that that Suicide comic book, Squad, like his his take on the Suicide yeah, Squad, was not like, bad either. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, obviously we got Peacemaker out of it and all that. So mm-hmm. yeah. he's he's all right in my book. So I trust the guy for now. Yeah. For now, he's also that's very he's name. also inclusive, right? Like he's one of he's an sure. inclusive person. So that people like to dig his track record up of what stuff he said on the internet, you know, ten years ago. Yeah, um, trying to be an edgy edgy comedian guy. And uh, well, I always say like, wait, you know, the the kids nowadays, like fifty years from now, twenty five to fifty years from now. Um, they're going to have a lot of like stupid shit online, you know, that Listen. people can, if that's how you roll, then like, yeah, you're, yeah. you guys are going to get criticized quite a bit because you have like what TikTok or vines or whatever yeah. they have oh, yeah. nowadays. Recorded and, now. yeah, yeah. Everything's recorded. So literally everything that you guys, all the stupid things that you said are online. And people yeah, if, can if find I had them. a, if I had a platform when I was a child, yeah, would I would, bad thing. I would have been canceled, you know, 50 times over probably and it's not uh, you know i'm i've never really targeted any race gender or orientation but but you know i said like some rude things to people yeah, yeah i've said some awful things to people playing video games on the internet growing up you know you just that's just part of the culture apparently so mm-hmm. i'm not like that now really well, I, well who knows i but, like the people uh, that are bored that one day they're just gonna I'm just going to look up like something dirty on this person, whether it's like yeah. actual, like inappropriate stuff or even just like stupid. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> it is a, a strange time that we live mm-hmm. in a cautious time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, right, can I you think... see the, Oh, oh go ahead, Dad. no, I was going to say, well, if there's time for another question, go, yeah, sure, I'm, let's do I'm one chilling. more. Yeah. I'm okay. Chilling. Okay, I was just going to say, now, do you see the reverse happening where you'll have a female character and they'll they'll now portray it in a male character? So there may be like, a, instead of um, Wonder Woman, it might be Wonder Man. If it was Catwoman, it'd be Catman. It would, you know, do you see any anything like that? Do you think whatever would ever happen? Um, I mean... So those those characters also like both of those characters that you mentioned do exist, but they're not necessarily uh, <laughs> yeah. male counterparts of their. They're female. called they're called different things, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like like Wonder Man's in Marvel. Um, you know, Catman is a DC character, but yeah. he's not he's he's not really like Catwoman. He's more of a no. 
street level superhero kind of dude um anyway the great color uh, scheme <laughs> yeah um so you know i don't i think it's the same i like someone's gonna listen to this and just hate all my commentary but um i think that really it's one of these situations where it's like well how come there's a pride parade how come there's no straight pride parade uh, it's like you already got everything man like chill out dude you literally have you like it's like cheering for like do you, do you guys know ufc yeah yeah okay did you watch ufc last night yeah okay so you have <laughs> you have valentina shevchenko greatest women's champion probably arguably ever she's been on a tear for like 10 years no one can touch her I'm not going to place money on her. I'm not cheering for her. I'm cheering for the underdog every time because it's like, she's already won. She's the girl. She's the one who's in at the top. And so I think that's like, why, why would I take a character that's already having such a hard time being in the spotlight and then turn them into a male character? It'd just be like punching them while they're down. Um, For me, it is not, I don't think that that really would or should happen um, for the most part. Um, it would be the same thing if you took a black character and suddenly made them white. Be like, why would you? Do, why would you do that? Like, yep. and and I guess there is certainly a camp of people who would be like, well, then why is it okay to do that with a white character to turn them black or a male character to make them a woman? Um, you know, I think that it's because it helps establish that the mediums for everybody and 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 it shows this is how we can show you that everyone's you know a lot it's inclusive every everyone can be here and uh enjoy it and instead of taking something away from a minority you are giving something to a minority by by allowing this and it i don't know it is a complicated situation i don't have all the right answers for it i certainly don't want to be the spokesman uh, even though i kind of am trying and i suppose i sort of am at the moment uh, of, of how to solve or fix problems with the the medium it's in a better place i think now than maybe it ever was in terms of inclusion but um it's just the people that like you know criticize things that are obviously made at a different time period or just like nitpicking like if someone was to like I don't know, take a part or recording and, you know, say that, oh, he said this one line out of context, right? And then those are the things that are infuriating because I'm like, things in the past, we can't change. They're there. And at the time, none of these exist. So like, it's what what are you going to do? The the author's dead. (laughs) The movie's been made. Like, I don't know what you want. And um, there's a bit by uh, Bill Burr that uh, I think it's by Bill Burr. Um, he was uh, they're you know criticizing like older movies that were you know like Tim Curry mm-hmm. portrayed the trans character in you know sure. Rocky Horror oh, Rocky or whatever. Horror. Yeah. And then uh, so they're like, why can like trans people play trans characters? I'm like, you know, at the time, like if they're out or like if that's you know more uh read more acceptable at the time. Obviously now it's fine. There's just lots of trans actors and actresses, right? Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Bill Burr was saying you can't just keep using that excuse like I'm like so now if there's a murderer in a movie you just hire a real murderer have you murdered anyone before it's like don't hire they're like why are they hiring like you know people who can walk when uh, there's uh, wheelchair bound actors or whatever and he's like well you can't do that for everything <laughs> and like you yeah. know 
how many yeah. actors that fit the criteria would actually qualify or how many of them are auditioning like you can't just you know say no 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 i'm waiting for a wheelchair bound actress to yeah, play right. this role and no one's auditioning so but like we'll keep the the um the posting open because no one's applied yet right like i don't know like you gotta think of those things too before you just jump the gun and be like yep they excluded you know disabled people again with the hiring process here it's like i don't know <laughs> there's the, other things happening I th- i think like we live in a time where um, people are people have too much time on the internet. They mm-hmm. like growing up, you had to wait eighteen seconds, twenty five seconds, three minutes to load a website where you yeah. find out what you who you know find out information about your favorite Dragon Ball Z character. Mm-hmm. Now we have immediate insight into literally anyone's innermost thoughts if they decide to type it and post it on their Twitter feed. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we have really kind of evolved as a species to um, understand the consequence of sharing your innermost thoughts with literally anyone at Mm -hmm. any second. Um, And as a result of this, oftentimes we have people who are reactive to all the things that they see and then it changes their behaviors, changes their, their thoughts and whatnot. And it just creates, like I said before, casual outrage where people are chronically online. They cannot dis- disassociate the internet from real life. And um, people, you know, like Bill Burr, whether you like him or, or not ch- champion that, you know, listen, we don't have to react immediately to everything as the worst possible thing context is very important Mm -hmm. and um a lot of folks don't seem to be on board with that um there's a whole like taking sides now there's a big like herd mentality like oh like my i don't know my model or idol like whatever tiktok star or youtube person um said this we'll all follow them because they wanted to selena gomez yeah insane (laughs) yeah it's a it's a weird time that we are in and uh certainly not an easy one to navigate i uh young people have got a hard time ahead of them uh i'll be honest i do not envy being a young person with all of this going on you know it is it's hard to sift between like uh facts and fiction nowadays Mm -hmm. they lost that skill of research um I still enjoy the times where the only place where you could see the movie trailer are in the theater. It was in the you theater. Know? Yeah, you go to the theaters and then, you know, you get there early and you watch a bunch of like trailers as opposed to, you know, you, now you, you can look yeah, up everything. That's a good point. Like when the Phantom Menace trailer came out, I believe. Ooh, the, the movie, one. Yeah. So when the trailer was released it was released with some film and i don't know i don't remember which film it was but that movie was the number one movie that weekend just because Because the trailer was with it (laughs) and it was a movie that would never have been a number one that is awesome i'm (laughs) that is honestly i wonder if people stayed to watch the movie or if they just went for the trailer there's got to be people Mm -hmm. who just went for the trailer and then for sure like like oh i i don't want to be two hours here like i'm just gonna zip after this like see you later or like sometimes or sometimes you just know that like say like you know you really like jurassic park one 
and then you know Jurassic Park 2 is on you didn't watch a trailer because you didn't know which movie it was attached to and you just yeah, went yeah. to see it and then you you know you left the movie theaters talking with your friends like how did you like that you know like as opposed to um let's wait for the reviews and then look it up and come to the theaters preemptively hating the movie or something right like yeah. not having any access to that was such a I don't know such a nice feeling uh well, sometimes you go and it, you're just surprised yeah it happens look at the marvel stuff right it mm. happened with ant-man i knew people mm. who read some guy's review or watched some guy's youtube review who got to see it early and they hated the movie before they even watched it i'm like yeah it's gonna be on a screen in 10 minutes what are you upset about like well, I heard, watch I heard movie that first. the movie sucks. Like, come on, man. That's or sometimes deep. movies have like a teaser to the trailer. Yeah. And then five <laughs> other trailers, right? And then so by the time you watch the movie, you're like, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's too much. Or, you know, these are the funny parts in the movie. So I hate that. I hate watching trailers for like comedies or like shorter movies because it's just like, I'm just going to see the whole movie in the trailers, yeah. right? Yeah. Bring right. back the three hour movie. all right well let's cap it off there i know you gotta shop in uh what uh 45 minutes 45 minutes yeah i gotta have uh six more coffees and organize some comics so yeah yeah definitely well thanks for coming out uh appreciate it problem uh sorry for the delay that's all uh, good so uh yeah tell us where where can we find you in person and uh online oh man that is a great question uh, you can find us if you're a local in Winnipeg, you want to stop in, look through our readily accessible back issues. You don't got to wait. You don't got to ask us where to find them. They're in the store. We don't have to go to a warehouse to grab them or anything like that. You can come to 1549 St. Mary's Road, unit number five. It's a little tricky to find us. We're around the backside of the building. All right. You just look at the names of the shops. You'll find us right next door to the tattoo parlor. Um Outside of that, you can find us online on our own website, 204comics.com. Like I said earlier, website's not in the best of shape right now, but if you need to contact us, you can do it there. You could also look us up on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, just 204comics. You'll find us. And, um, you know, that's about it. Nice. Awesome. All Beautiful. right. Beautiful. You can find us at where where do you find us, Todd? At uh, SeanMcGinnity.ca. That's S E A N M C G I N I T Y dot C A. And all social media at Sean Geek Podcast. Karen, you got any any uh places we no should plus? find you? Nope. nope. Just chilling, you know, Just chilling. walking into two oh four. End of the hey, street. <laughs> it is uh it was it was nice to see uh earlier in the week. I didn't actually yeah. know that this was that like i seen karen before in the shop and i was like oh oh you're on the podcast like oh okay i got i got you now uh because i've not seen um you know everyone here at once before karen great, maybe come great to your time. Shop, so yeah yeah i'm happy that uh that she got you to come down it was uh, it was great I, I appreciate you guys having me on i'm sorry i derailed the conversation about 48 times but uh no that's good no, that's what that's we want here there's no yeah. uh agenda nope <laughs> perfect well, I'm in the right spot then, I guess. Awesome. Exactly. <laughs> okay, we'll see you guys next week. Hey, gang. Sean Geek here. And Fast Fret. And we have two storefronts. If you are a Public fan, you can browse our inventory over at Public, which is tpublic.com 
forward slash Sean Geek Podcast. Or redbubble.com slash people slash Sean Geek Podcast. You can get anything from either storefront from t-shirts, stickers, phone cases, accessories of all kinds. We're talking masks, notebooks, mugs, pillows, totes, tapestries. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Everything's there. <laughs> Just go to those addresses. Also check the show notes and help support the show. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.